happy December to all the uh, sports panel members we have on the screen today. Uh, you're on the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C, of course. And uh, this is our 135th, we have to mention that, episode 135. What do you say about that? Kanahara! Great. <laughs> Just keep it in your second. That's right. Sacre blue. I hope everyone uh, had a, uh, and, and those listening, uh, for those who will be listening on Spotify and Apple iTunes, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we haven't been on since over a week because we, this show was a Tuesday. Uh, I hope it was a family affair for all you people. Nice. Before we do begin, I want to uh, uh, start on a sad note. As many people on, on screen already know, but some of you don't, the former cantor of Temple Tikva and a dear friend of mine, Guy Benet, unexpectedly died over the weekend. Burial this morning, a burial was this morning in Israel. Many of us saw it on Zoom. Yes. My wife is there with, with, with oh. the family. Uh, we discovered the body on I don't want to go on Monday. Very very sad, Monday. unexpectedly. Um, um, and my wife had to be with the body, so she flew across. Oh boy! Yesterday, yesterday with the body, and she'll be there till Monday. The shiver is going to be oh. on Wednesday. How old was he? Guy was fifty-two. Fifties. Fifty-two. Wow. And maybe you guys could mention it to your to your uh, uh, clergy because I think they rem remember him. Uh, Guy Bonet, that's his name. May he may not rest in peace. Amen. I want to mention that to all those who did not know that. On a happier note, I want to acknowledge a milestone that occurred in last week's show. We forgot about this until I saw it afterwards. Michael, one of our dedicated panel members, appeared in his 100th show. Wow. So congratulations, congratulations, Michael, for 100. 100 shows, and uh, many of us are above 100. <laughs> but, that's, like uh, almost, that's almost my age, 100. Yeah, 100 shows. <laughs> oh. So, and one more thing. As we start this 135th show, I'm going to do something here. Hold it. Uh, I want you guys to think. It's not too far in advance to think about something we'd like to do special for show episode number 150. I know it's 15 away. Right, My 15 calculations weeks. bring it up to like mid-March. Okay. Every week we do it. Uh, so I'd like to do something special for 150. So think. And I, I reached out to a few other people who are not on screen. Maybe we get a guest speaker to make it a little more uh, tasty, <laughs> toasty. Oh, you... You want to have a party? I want to have a party for 150. You know what I mean? Yeah, Joe. Uh, yeah. Mark, did anything ever happen with uh, having Terry Collins on? No, uh, it's still in, still in, still in pause action right now. That okay. would be good. That would be good too. The person who knows him, I spoke to, I spoke to him yesterday, so he's working on it too. So maybe we'll have something. We do have 15 weeks to go, which seems so far away. But you say 135, 150. It's close. Close. It All comes right. up quicker than you expect. Comes up quicker than you expect. <laughs> All right, Gerald, your numbers report is sponsored this week by 
tweezers. You know, tweezers. <laughs> so what do you have for 1981, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. MLB season 1981, the salient awards, statistics, and facts. Uh, first, uh, I'll go over the awards and statistics by league. MVP, Mike Schmidt and Raleigh Fingers. Rookie of the Year, Fernando Valenzuela oh, yeah, and 81. Dave Rigetti. Cy Young Award, Fernando Valenzuela and Raleigh Fingers. Key Statistics by League, Batting Average, Bill Madlock and Carney Lansford. Home Runs, Mike Schmidt, 31. The American League, uh, Leading uh, home run hitters uh, had 22, and that was shared by four four players: Dwight Evans, Bobby Grich, Eddie Murray, and Tony Armas. It was a shortened season. I'll get into that later on. Yeah, right. That's, That's right. right. wonder one. Yeah. RBI: right. Mike Schmidt and Eddie Murray. Strikeouts: right. Fernando Valenzuela and Len Barker. ERA, Nolan Ryan and Steve McCaddy wins Tom Seaver 14. And the following the American League uh, shared the, the league, uh, the lead in wins at 14. <laughs> Dennis Martinez, Steve McCaddy, Jack Morris, and Pete Vukovic. This was the year of the split season. <clears throat> there was a play strike from June 12th to August 8th. 38% of the season was wiped out. MLB owners elected to split the season into two halves, no doubt in an effort to beef up attendance with playoffs. This resulted in a playoff-like format until eventually pennant winners were determined. On July 31st, the compromise was reached. In the settlement, teams that lost a premium free agent were allowed to be compensated by drawing from a pool of players who were left unprotected from all the clubs rather than just the signing club. On May 18th, Cleveland pitcher Len Barker pitched the perfect game. On September 20th, the Yankees signed a Stanford University graduate named John Elway. On April 29th, Steve Carlton was the first left-hander to record 3,000 career strikeouts. Mike Schmidt won his second consecutive MVP award, joining Ernie Banks and Joe Morgan as the only NL players to win the, the, this citation back-to-back. -back. On January 14th, the great Frank Robinson became the first Black manager in MLB history with the Giants. Milwaukee Brewers' Raleigh Fingers became the first relief pitcher ever to win the American League MVP award. Fernando Valenzuela became the first rookie to ever win the Cy Young Award. In 1981, the Dodgers faced the Yankees in the World Series. The Dodgers won four games to two. The Dodgers got to the World Series with the help of Mexican-born Fernando Valenzuela, who won his first eight games, five by shutout. Amazing. Valenzuela pitched eight shutouts in all, and as previously noted, was NL. Rookie of the Year and Young Award winner. Uh, some composite stats for the World Series. Dodgers hit 258, 
six home runs, 26 RBIs. The Yankees hit 238 with six home runs and 22 RBIs. ERAs, Dodgers 3.29, Yankees 4.24. The World Series MVP was awarded for the first time to more than one player. Uh, Ron Say, Pedro Guerrero, and Steve Yeager. And I just want to digress with the story that I think is kind of funny. I remember Pedro Guerrero very vividly. And Pedro Guerrero was a very good hitter. And sometimes he played third base. Sometimes he played left field. When he played third base, he wasn't uh, as effective as a hitter as when he played left field. And I'll, I'll tell you the genesis of that. Uh, they, they asked him, Pedro, if you had two wishes, what would they be? And he said, the first one is that they don't hit the ball to Steve Sachs. And the second one is that they don't hit the ball to me when I'm playing third base because third base is too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> that, that concludes my report on the 1981 MLB season. Okay. All right. Comments, uh, Michael? Two comments about what Jerry said. The first thing he mentioned, first thing I wanted to say was about John Elway. Uh, if you go on eBay, you could actually purchase a uh, John Elway New York Yankee baseball card. It does exist. I have one. I have one. Have them. Yeah. There you go. That, that, that's pretty cool. And as far as the World Series goes, I think of all the World Series, I, I, obviously I can't stand when the Yankees lose a World Series. I really had a lot of problems with that World Series because I think Lemon was the manager and it really appeared to me that Steinbrenner was pulling the puppet strings. That was at a time he was really firing a lot of managers. I think that was the year that he fired Martin. And the World Series should have gone the other way. And I've never seen a World Series before that involved the Yankees that uh, really should have gone the other way, except maybe for uh, that Marlins World Series. That's what I want to say about what Jerry said. Okay. Show my John Elway card. Okay. Yeah, I have to show us. I just showed yeah, you we're talking like okay? <laughs> Remind me later. It's a little oh, effort, okay. you know, when you get older. Okay. Uh, thank you, uh, Gerald, for that. 1981. I forgot the split season, you know. I just totally forgot. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And they had the, the first place, uh, the first, they did divide in half. So the two winners played. So it was like a playoff. Right. Which, That's right. Yeah. Was, did they play a one-game playoff? No, probably not. Well, I don't remember. I was, that up. Two out of three? Wasn't that the I, year when Montreal Expos had the best overall record, but because they didn't win either half, they didn't get in the playoffs? No, I think that was 94. Well, actually, the Cardinals had the, the best record. That, that was 94, year. I think. The had the best okay, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, Milton. Milton, up to you. Uh, you name That's that tune. West. It's sponsored by the Loose Leafs or yeah. Leaves. Leaves or Leafs. They're outside right now. They're blown all over the place. They sponsored you. Um, you name that tune. So what do you have? My, this year was 1981. The song was first released in 1964 by a group called the Adlibs, which inspired the Beach Boys' uh, 1965 album, Summer Night. Hello, they had a hit song. But this one was the hit in 1981. Here we go. Give it 20 seconds, guys. Okay. Um, 
you got that? Who did this one? I don't remember. Manhattan Transfer. Oh. They sang that? Manhattan Transfer. But it was released in uh, the Beach Boys did a, an album in 1965 from the first release because they like that from their album. I have one quick trivia question. Wait, wait, what was the name of that song? Leo. The boy from New York City, right? Yeah, Boy from New York City. Oh, Didn't the, the ad libs do that? The ad libs. 1964. Yeah, I think that's the original. This, yeah, and that's right. also. Uh, the Beach Boys did the girl from New York City and their oh, album in well, 1965. Cool, cool. Now, one, one quick uh, question. There were so many hit songs in uh, 81. One of my favorite was More Than I Can Say by Leo Sayer. Oh, yeah, right. Do you know uh, who wrote that original song? The song was written by, I'll just tell you, Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Wow. Were the ones oh. that wrote that. Wow. But they, the police had so many songs from 1981. But I just, you know, I pick out one every year. Yeah. And yeah. there were just so many, so many of them. Right. Cliff Richards had several. Right. You know, Milton, I just want to say, I wish there was a way you could get the audio to sound better. How do I do that? I have a, a, any, any, oh, I any way of a record. I, I would recognize the boy from New York City in a heartbeat. But uh, it was almost unintelligible. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> Can't help you. My phonograph's in another room set up. I have to play it for my phone. But no, that's all right. actually, it's more challenging to do it your way. No, I'm not saying, but it's, it's difficult to hear, in all honesty. All right. Good job, Milton. I give you a good job. No, Thank, you. Thank good. you, sir. Good. Thank you, sir. Okay. Any more comments for uh, Milton and the music? All right, now why don't we go on to, um, I had no beep beeps this week, which is good. Uh, this day in sports, turn the calendar. There's one page left in the, in the, in the calendar, December. So December 1. So I go to my little um, spot that I find the dates. And the first entry for December 1st is 1653. Uh-oh. <laughs> I had to, I had to like take my glasses off and look. Sixteen fifty three, <laughs> an athlete from Croydon, I think that's in England, is reported to run twenty miles from St Albans, not St Albans, Queens, St <laughs> Albans in England to London in less than ninety minutes. So twenty miles in less than an hour and a half. Is that good? Uh, must be good. Yeah. It must be good. They put it down here in the, uh, the chart here. But they put down 1653 like they really know. You know what that makes you think of, Mark? It makes you think of Philippides. <clears throat> That's right. <clears throat> Which was, I think was earlier than that, of course. Uh, 1912. <laughs> the Boston Braves baseball team, 1912. Major League owner, name is James Gaffney. He buys the Alston golf club uh, on Commonwealth Avenue in Boston, if you know Boston. And he plans to construct a ballpark there for the Boston Braves. And they broke ground in, in 1915. Here's a hockey one. 1924. <coughs> the Boston Bruins beat in the, the expansion Montreal Maroons at the Boston Arena. 
It's the, they say it's the first time there was an NH an NHL game played in the U.S. <clears throat> I didn't believe that, but it's written. So does that means they played all their games in Canada prior. It's all Canadian. It's all Canadian. It was all Canadian. Okay. Uh, Nineteen twenty-eight. This is very interesting. When I read this one, think about this. Nineteen twenty-eight. The National League president at the time, his name is John Hala Heidler, is the first to propose a baseball rule change, 1928, by calling for a 10th man or a designated hitter in place of the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1928. That's but hard. I had to go to a, the Major League vote. The National League voted for it. The American League said no. <laughs> How <laughs> ironic is that? Yeah, right? yeah, that's that's quite opposite in yeah. terms of the adoption of it, the implementation of it. Yeah. Here's another one for your hockey, your hockey pucks. 1930. <laughs> that's like Don Rickles. The National, Don Rickles. National Hockey League decided to drop a 20-minute penalty for people who slashed people's heads <laughs> in a penalty. That's right. Ron, anything? Nothing? Slashing about the head penalty. Does that mean if they're on the ground and they start slashing them? No, high, high sticking with the head, you know. You, oh, high stick. They gave him a 20-minute penalty. How many are high sticking? It's only worth two minutes. <laughs> Unless you draw blood, right? All right, then it's five yeah, minutes. Four, then it's four, right. four or five. Twenty minute minutes. penalty in that thing. Nineteen forty, working the way up the scale there. The uh, National Hockey League again. There were four sets of brothers playing in one game when the Chicago Blackhawks played the um, uh, the Rangers. The Blackhawks won the game. Patrick's. Anyone know the uh, the the, bro- the brothers? What, what year? Maybe to Patrick. Forty, nineteen forty. Patrick's. Patrick. Patrick. Uh, Lynn and Muzz. Yeah. Then there was Neil and Mac Colville. Never heard of them. Max and Doug Bentley on the uh, Blackhawks, and Bob and Bill Karst on the Blackhawks. But four brothers. A family affair. And what did they? What did they say about Muzz Patrick when he was a coach? What they say? Muzz must go. Muzz must go. But that Patrick name was around for a real long time. You know that? Think about that. Early early days. Patrick. 1953. Jackie Jensen. Remember Jackie Jensen? This is a Red Sox. Great great name. Great name. Okay, played for the Red Sox, but a great Jackie Jensen. Great. JJ. He came from the Washington Senators uh, in a trade uh, in 53, and then he went on to become a big star. 25. uh, Home runs a year for the next seven years. He was MVP in 58. In 54, the Yankees and the Orioles completed, and they, they call this the biggest trade as far as players are concerned. Yeah. 17, 17 players, 17 players were traded, but it wasn't all on one day. Remember, today is December 1st. It started on November 18th. And they finished the trade. <laughs> they worked it all out by today. And, of course, uh, Lawson, Woodling, Turley were all part of that. I'm sure there's other players that we do know. Uh, 56. There was a marathon in the Olympics. Of course, the, the Melbourne Olympics. 
but it was the first Olympics for a marathon. Think about where they run in the marathon all over the freaking place. The first time the runners were able to follow a painted line. So I don't know how they knew where to go without a painted line. <laughs> Think about that. Mark, Mark. Yeah, you see yeah, my finger? Uh, follow my finger. Follow my finger. Go that, go, that, go that way. Okay, okay. <laughs> In 64, the Houston Colts became the Houston Astros. Very good. Uh, we'll skip around here. Oh, Ron, here's one for you. 1971, the Cubs released Ernie Banks as a player. Uh, and they signed him uh, as a coach on Leo DeRoche's staff. Uh, in 1989, five-time Olympic champion, Romanian, mm -hmm. Nadia Comaneci, arrives Nadia. in New York City uh, requesting political asylum to the U.S. And the U.S. says, of course, come on in, come on in. Uh, in 97, here's one famous one you guys remember, the Golden State player, Latrell Sprewell, the former mm -hmm. Nick. What did he do? He assaulted his coach. DJ mm -hmm. uh, Calissimo suspended uh, for 10 games. DJ Calissimo. Yeah, DJ. Uh, and 97, the Montreal Canadiens in their 81st season become the first team to play in 5,000 games. And they had a 620 winning percentage at that time. Mm. And that's the December 1st the highlights that I have. Mark, did you, Mark, did you mention 1971? What happened? Ernie Banks retired. I did mention that. What do you yeah. I didn't mention Seven second hear. delay. It's going to come to you right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Michael. Yankees and Jets rant. Sponsored by Grass. Yankees and Jets. Grass. Okay, right. I smoke it all the time. Anyway, uh, mm. Mark, uh, Mike White. All right. He played the best quarterback game for the Jets in God knows how long. And the last great quarterback game was last year. And the quarterback was Mike White. Mike White. And that was against the Cincinnati Bengals, who actually went into the Super Bowl. So the question is, how good is Mike White? You would think that he would get the position. But no, they're going to still have a quarterback controversy because the next crappy game, I'm sure everybody, he, he's human, Mike White. He's probably going to have a crappy game, and uh, they're going to think about replacing him with Zach Wilson. I mean, that's the exact status of the Jets, of the SOJ Jets, the uh, uh, Jets. Jets. <laughs> now, the thing is, uh, the game they played last this past Sunday, all of a sudden, there are players you see on the screen making great plays, scoring touchdowns, who haven't done a darn thing before. He spread the ball around, and Elijah Moore is happy. You've never seen uh, Elijah Moore dance around like that in your entire life because he finally got to catch a touchdown because an accurate pass was thrown to him. So uh, I know, I know when I played ball, sometimes I get hot. I know I once bowled a 200 game. I once scored a touchdown. I once hit a home run, and uh, I still got other chances. But you wonder about uh, Mike White, the next crappy game he plays. But, uh, that's the Jets. And uh, we shall see what would happen. And uh, this coming Sunday, they play a very tough team. And Mike White really has to be good. And what's going to be fun to watch this yes, Sunday sir. is that Sauce Gardner 
has a very, very difficult assignment. He's going to be covering somebody who they already consider it the greatest catch in the history of football. And that's, uh, what's his name, Jefferson? Justin, Justin Jefferson. Right? So uh, we shall see if Sauce Gardner, the guy who never gave up a touchdown in college, which is pretty cool, uh, see how he covers Jefferson. That's something to look for. As far as the Yankees are concerned, all right, uh, Joe, you want to say something? I'm sorry. Me? Yeah, yeah. Just very briefly, I think I think part of the issue with Mike White is that the uh, general manager of the Jets, Joe Douglas, drafted him. Yeah. So they're going to be drafted uh, Wilson. So they're going to be very, very leery about um, about running, you know, going away from uh, Wilson. One, one, other thing, Mike, one other thing, Michael, Gardner's not going to be the only responsible for, for Jefferson because the way the Jets play, Gardner's not going to be shadowing him. He plays on one side. Of, it depends where Jefferson lines up. If he lines up on the same side, if not, he right. will be covering him. Right. So right. He's, he's, he's really a pretty darn good defender second. also. Yeah. Right. right. The Jets have a very good uh, duo back there. So. Right. And let's go Jets. The Vikings are and, 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 you know, Gardner made a very good comment when that, that great catch that Jefferson made against Buffalo. He says, I was so glad he made that catch. So somebody asked him why. He says, look who they were playing. They were playing Buffalo. It helped us out. Mm. That's right. But also, I, I really appreciate Joe's comment because that might be the case. Who's to say that the reason why they're, they're uh, wavering over Mike White is they don't want to show that they made a wrong decision with Zach Wilson. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, that's an interesting mm. point. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know, because Mike White looks like a darn good quarterback to yep. me. You know, it, it's out there. So we shall see. Now, as far as the Yankees are concerned, I was listening on the uh, radio mm. and uh, comparing why Houston continues to be so good and the Yankees continue to uh, be almost uh, up there, but not quite. Because every time Houston has to replace somebody, they replace somebody with somebody darn good. You know, look mm -hmm. what happened when they lost Correa. They put this uh, Pena in there. Was it Pena? It's unbelievable, yep. right? Uh, Springer's gone. Yeah, but they didn't know. Over and over. They, they're going to lose uh, probably Verlander, but they have a terrific starting rotation. This is the thing that Yankees are going to have to do. And if they cannot do that, uh, they're going to be uh, second string again. Now, as far as what everybody wants to uh, talk about is Aaron Judge and where he might go. And I read this article about the two top teams that are going to be vying for Judge will be, of course, the Dodgers and the uh, Giants. And it says here the Giants have tried before for big power stars and came up short for Bryce Harper and Giancarlo Stanton, on and on. And they may have learned that from the Harper try when they came in late and low. And it just remains that they are not the type of team to get uh, these type of players, you know. And uh, and the same thing with the Dodgers. Look at the Dodgers. They have Tyler Anderson, Andrew Haney, David Price, uh, Craig Kimble, uh, Cody, uh, Cody Bellinger, Joey Gallo, uh, Trey Turner, Justin. Justin. They have so many players, Mookie Betts. I don't think it's going to be such an easy thing for them to uh, spend big bucks on Aaron Judge, right. which, which uh, leads you to uh, the Yankees. And you start to wonder, uh, Judge will be 39 years old by the time uh, he accepts that uh, 300. Actually, it's not going to be $300,000. Uh, it's probably going to be a bidding war. And it's probably going to be somewhat more than just the $300,000. And uh, as a Yankee fan, uh, I, I really love Judge. I hope he gets to come to the Yankees. 
But you start to waver a little bit now. Uh, uh, he, he's going to, if he goes to the Yankees, he's going to say how much he always wanted to be with the Yankees and stuff like that. It's the same about baloney. But you start to wonder whether it's going to be worth uh, having Judge when he's over the hill for maybe two or three, four years. And that's the thing that I worry about also. But uh, the Yankees would take a horrible, horrible hit if they don't get judged. Mm. So that's where everything is at. And uh, they kind of think that after the next couple of weeks, we shall see what we shall see. And another thing, going uh, thinking about the team who plays uh, here in our borough, the Mets, I don't think, will easily let the Yankees get judged back. I don't think they'll try for judge, but I really like to see where Otani's going to go. In all honesty, how much fun would it be for us to have Judge on the Yankees? And I mean, we, baseball will be so entertaining next year if Judge is on our team and and Otani is on your team, Jerry. Right? It'll be a lot of fun, Jerry. I agree. Rest- that may happen in July if it happens next year. All right. Well, it'll be a lot of fun. Right? I want. I wonder why the Yankees. Why was it announced their figure to him? As a starting fit, and they got yeah. in trouble last year by the, by announcing the, the numbers, right? Yes. Mark in the paper, I'm refer- when Mark is referring to today, they used the figure of three hundred thousand dollars for eight they- for eight years. So, and again, right. why right. would they start it there? Um, it's going to go up. It's going to go up. They got in trouble last time by uh, announcing figures. Except the last time. It was reported that the Dodgers did bid for for Aaron Judge $201 million. It's not sure whether it was four years or six years. Mm -hmm. That that was reported. I wonder Mm -hmm. if it means anything to Judge to say, you stay with the Yankees. Look, your number is going to be on the back of that wall. If well, that means anything to him. I think the $300,000 was, was a guess by a uh, yeah. ESPN reporter. I, I don't think it was a definite thing. And also, getting back to Judge signing with San Francisco, uh, Judge uh, actually lived uh, two and a half hours away from San Francisco. He was a Giant fan, but he currently lives in Tampa with his uh, lovely <laughs> wife, who's uh, a couple of uh, maybe about four or five yards shorter than him. I don't know about he's going to uh, be that gung-ho to go to San Francisco, in all honesty. It looks like the Yankees are the top team. And if he doesn't go there, again, I'll say the Yankees will take a terrible, terrible hit. Oh, they will. You know? Michael, there's more, more holes to fill than just judge. Left field. I heard Houston may be interested in getting Ben Attendee also. I heard that right. today. Right. <laughs> But they need they need more than judge to to win oh, to, yeah. to beat a team like you. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I'm not even sure that uh, their infield is set. And that's the other thing. The Yankees. I mean, the Yankees. They lose Jeter, and now they have uh, a kind of falafel man, right? And the, uh, the Houston. They lose Correa, and they get a better shortstop than Correa. That's the difference between the Yankees and Houston. No, the difference, Michael, is uh, Pena came from their own farm system. Yep. He was they, they are better at developing their players. Exactly. Right. Now, this Volpe, he better be God's gift to shortstop. In all honesty, God's gift to shortstop. That's what the they're, they're talking do. Cabrera and who's the other guy? Um... Volpe. Not Volpe, yeah, the, other they, kid, the other one. Peraza. Peraza, yeah. Right. And the other, the last thing I want to say, there have been uh, 
articles about trying to trade. The, the Yankees' best trade bait player happens to be Glaber Torres. Yeah. And, and who knows where Glaber is going to uh, ascend to as a, as a ball player. Uh, for a while, it looked like he was going to be a superstar. And then uh, when he goes into his slump, he not only goes into a slump offensively, he goes into a slump defensively. So there are times that Glaber bothers you. Also, if they do move Glaber, they have the best second baseman in baseball, if you ask me. And uh, I always preferred a LeMahieu at second, as long as he says say except, except we don't know about LeMahieu's health. Right. You don't know about his health. As long I mean, as he, if, he needs sur- if he needs surgery, he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. You're right. Um, You're right. But if you have a healthy LeMahieu, I'd love him at yeah. second base. And to trade Glaber for somebody viable, I could see that too. It's too early and, to give up on Torres. All right, so, uh, Mark, Gerald. That's my report, Mark. Gerald, forget Joe. Just to digress and get back to Jackie Jensen. Originally, he came up as a New York Yankee, and he was the first college All-American to play in a World Series. I thought that was interesting. When did he play in a World Series, Jerry? Uh, you know, Mike, I'd have to look it up, but I'm a thousand percent sure of that. I have to look Not it up. Not with the Red Sox. Not with the Red Sox. Not with the Red Sox, and... I don't recall. Anybody? Uh, Fred, you want to see it? Yeah, the only other thing is when you were talking about before about the, the um, contract offers being bandied about in public, the big difference is now it's not coming from the Yankees. Judge was upset because the, when they mentioned the, before the season, it, that came directly from Cashman. Now it's right. like somebody just said it's probably speculation or educated guess. So yes. it's not really out there in public. They were just... That number was just thrown out there as a as a number. As, there wasn't as no an educated guess, or somebody thinks, or some low level person in the Yankee organization spoke to somebody, and and, and that's all. And that's all it is. It's not coming. They mentioned the name in the Daily News, Fred. I forgot the name they used. Somebody, I think, related to ESPN, right? That's yeah, but they didn't name they didn't name the source who told them that. Right. They don't right. know. They don't know if it was Judge's agent, if it was anybody else. <laughs> You know, any, anybody right. can just say, a, you know, a, 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 a you know, low-level source. Or wow, and everybody jumps person. at it and puts it in the papers. Though. Wow. Right. All right. Yeah. You have something there, Gerald? Wow. Yes. Jackie Jensen, in fact, played in the 1950 World Series as a New York Yankee. Played in one game, had no at-bats. But he had that distinction, the first All-America, college All-American to uh, play in a World Series. Wow. Okay. Mm. Jackie Robinson wasn't an All American, Colin. Jackie Robinson. Uh, I would think he may have failed to play in the World Series because the Dodgers weren't in the World Series in 48, 49, right? Okay. No, they weren't. Okay. All right, I'm just throwing it out there. All right, let's move on. Oh, Danny, Danny, Danny. Yeah, just uh, first that place uh, that uh, Judge said that uh, you may make a decision by Christmas. That's what I heard earlier. Going back to another subject, Roger, uh, regarding uh, hockey brothers, the most famous hockey brothers in my brand, my mind are the Hanson brothers. <laughs> <laughs> right? Best, best yeah, hockey sure. movie Remember I ever that? saw. Right? No, the most famous are probably the Esposito brothers. Well, yeah, this uh, is true. Which, yeah, you but talk about include, from Slapshot, the, the movie. Oh, oh, like the Hanson oh. brothers. Oh, oh, I wasn't thinking. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Dean. All right. Uh, I think, uh, Fred, we're up to you again uh, for your new uh, Knicks, Nets, the, the, and St. Well, John's rants. All right. Well, sponsored course, by I'll, Gates. 
start off with the good one. St. John's is, is 8-0, although they have not played a really great schedule. Their best wins are Temple and, and Syracuse, and Syracuse is having a down year, having lost the Colgate and Bryant. St. John's has a big test Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock when they play at Iowa State, who is a very good team who knocked off uh, Villanova and um, North Carolina in, in the tournament in Portland, Oregon. So we'll see after that. And then, and then after that, we'll see when conference play starts. As far as the Knicks, last week I was very encouraged coming in. Knicks coming off a 3-2 and two Western swing, but they've played four games since then. 1-1 destroyed the hapless Detroit Pistons in Detroit, but it lost three games where they just can't seem to get over the hump. The good teams, overtime to Portland Trailblazers, last second win to the loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, and last night, another down-to-the-wire loss to the Milwaukee yep. Bucks. They're just right now, three point just, shot. right now they're just treading water. They, they have a lot of guy, guys on their team who are just uh, just – to use a term that Bill Parcells used to use, they're just guys. They're, they're not stars who are going to get you over the hump. They're good complementary players. And like I said last week, until they get that one star, they're, they're just going to be – they'll be fighting for the, for the um, what do you call it, the, the, the play-in tournament. Yeah, I agree. What I don't understand, what I don't understand with the Knicks, I mean, you know, they're a terrible three-point shooting team, but yet they have a very good three-point shooter on the bench. Now, I know maybe his defense isn't the greatest, whatever, but th- I think they should be playing Evan Fournier. I mean, I, I think he's he's got to get some minutes. I mean, I mean they, they gave all his money to Barrett, and Barrett Barrett's never going to be the superstar. Maybe, maybe he'll be a good complimentary player. They're just – they're not a champ. They're not anywhere close to being a championship caliber team. Fred? Yeah. You have any idea why they're not playing Fournier at all? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, they, haven't, they haven't really said publicly. Defense, mediocre defense. Yeah, I know, but yeah, you, yeah but, but sometimes they're some... playing defense <laughs> anyway. Like, but sometimes, sometimes yeah. you put a guy in because he's instant offense. The guy can hit. The guy is a really good three-point shooter, and that's yeah. what they need right now. They got. They're like, you know, beginning of the season, Thibodeau said, "I want us to take more three-point shots." Yeah, well, they're taking more three-point shots, but they're not making them. <laughs> well, they were indeed. They were against Detroit, but not against the good team. You look at the caliber of the opposition. Yeah, I know. I know. Player. I mean, you know, I know. When they come up against the team, I mean, last night. I mean, look, look at last night. They they just don't know how to make shots down the stretch. Game was nope. tied, one hundred and three, one hundred and three. Okay, Barrett was playing good defense on Grayson Allen. He was. Allen, was. Allen Allen hit a shot. Comes down. Barrett has a fairly open three point shot. He doesn't hit it. Brunson is a very good player, but he's been missing a couple of shots down the stretch too yeah. lately. They're just something that they, they can't get over yeah. the hump. Last, last night they were terrible in foul shooting. You know, it's like, you, you know, they fouled out Giannis. He fouled out of the game a few yep. minutes ago and they just can't get over the hump. And they, they have two, two games this weekend, belt back to back at home. They, they play a Dallas Saturday afternoon who has got a similar record to them. Dallas is 10 and 10. The Knicks are 10 and 12. And Sunday they play Cleveland, and they'll get a chance to see what they missed out by not mm. not not really pursuing Donovan Mitchell again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Rosie wants to hold on to all these draft picks. Well, you got to worry about winning now. What are we worried about draft picks in twenty thirty one, twenty twenty nine? Larry, the, uh, the Washington Wizards have three stars 
They have, but, but they are 11 and 11 now because the bench has not come through for them. So just because you, you just because you have a couple of two or three stars doesn't make doesn't necessarily make it for you. I no, saw them in first place one day this week. But you need it. You need well, they're it. out of first place. They're out of first place now. But for one day, I think they were in first place. Gerald. Getting back to Jackie Robinson, this is amazing. Robinson became an All-American football player who set the UCLA record for yards per carry in a season at 12.2 yards per attempt. Wow. 42 carries in 1939. He led the country in punt return average in 1939 and 1940. Wow. But then didn't make the World Series to answer to complete no. that, yeah. that question. Well, he did in 1955. Well, it, was, it was after Jackie Robinson. Jackie, um, it was in a lot of World Series. Yeah, Unfortunately, they lost to the Yankees every time. Right, right. All right, Michael. No, I just want to add to Fred's basketball report. How entertaining will the NBA season be? And I say I, I could see the possibility if all of a sudden the Nets start to gel. You got Durant, who started to play at the top of this game, and all of a sudden you have uh, Mr. Durant, our semi, starting to play a little bit better. Well, they are. You're, you're, you're seeing it now, Michael. But they're on they're on they're on a seven game homestand. They've won the first three games. They're over five hundred. They're over yeah, the first time this year. They're twelve and eleven. They're over five hundred. Durant is playing lights out. The oh, last yeah. couple of games, Joe Harris has finally played some good games. Mm-hmm. He's needed a long time to recover from the surgery. Ben Simmons is going to sit a few games, and he's has more soreness in his knee. But they're, they're starting to play better, also. You know. And add this, Fred. Their coach is pretty cool. He knows what the hell he's doing. Jack Bourne, yeah. yeah. You're darn yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I. They were wrong to hire, in hindsight, Steve Nash, a great player, but he had never coached before, never had been an assistant. He was probably was the wrong guy. They should never have gotten rid of, what's his name, uh, Kenny Atkinson. But that's another story for another day. Right. And, right. You know, and Mark, can I make one comment about uh, something, again, what Jerry was talking about with uh, uh, Dr. Robinson in, uh, in uh, UCLA. Uh, the person who suggest that Jackie Robinson goes to UCLA and the movie, the Jackie Robinson story became a very, very beloved actor. He was, a, he was an actor then, but you know who the actor who suggested that Jackie Robinson goes to UCLA in the movie, the Jackie Robinson story was none other than Jimmy Dodd, Jimmy from the Mickey Mouse Club. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. Go check it out. That's real look trivia. I believe you. That's real trivia. Look at look at Jimmy Dodge's film, filmography, and you'll see him in Jackie <laughs> Robinson's story. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sorry. Very good. Uh, Fred, your report done? Uh, yeah, I'm done. Okay, you're good there. So let's move on. Howie's not here for any West Coast stuff. He told me he had to go to the dentist. So he's the eye doctor. Eye doctor, dentist. Anyway, he's not here. Uh, sports stories by Larry. Hey, sponsored by Toll Boots. Are they still have Toll Boots? Maybe they don't have. They still have them somewhere. You uh, know, yeah. we have them in Washington. Oh, okay, you still have it. Yeah, easy pass. Easy pass. Easy pass. Can't mention easy pass. Yeah. My story for this week is entitled "Does MLB Need a Salary Cap?" As you know, the MLB Players Association has not agreed to a salary cap. Does baseball need it? I now present the arguments for and against an MLB salary cap. 
decide for yourself. First, the arguments for an MLB salary cap. Since 1996, baseball has, has a luxury tax instead of a salary cap. <clears throat> but as the argument goes, the luxury tax <clears throat> favors teams in large markets with their deeper pockets. <clears throat> Excuse me. The classic example of such market disparities is the New York Yankees and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mm. In 2021, for example, the Yanks had a payroll four times that of the Pittsburgh Pirates. In the luxury tax era, Yankee playoff appearances dwarfed the Pirates about seven times greater. Finally, as the argument concludes, MLB should replace the luxury tax <clears throat> with a salary cap to make the game more competitive. Now for the arguments against an MLB salary cap. There is a lack of correlation between market size and MLB league pennants. In the 2000s, for example, 22 out of the 30 MLB teams have won league pennants. The, uh, now turning to other major sports, the NFL has a team salary cap since 1993. Nevertheless, eight teams have dominated with multiple titles. The NHL has a team salary cap since 2006. Nevertheless, four teams have dominated with multiple titles. The NBA has continuously had a team salary cap since the 1984-85 season. Nevertheless, seven NBA teams have dominated with multiple teams, multiple titles. In summary, as the argument concludes, the salary caps for the NHL, NFL, and NBA have not improved their competitiveness very much. To boot, MLB has recently good record of team parity without the salary cap. That concludes my story for this week. Anybody hmm. want to... Um... Uh, follow up on that, uh, Gerald. The uh, as as far as the salary caps, uh, aside from uh, excluding baseball, uh, there there are uh, there's a factor or two that you you have to consider. Some teams may be wealthier than others, and they could spend more money on developing players, recruiting players. They could have more scouts a more efficient scouting system, et cetera. So they might be able to have all that extra overhead, not, notwithstanding the salary cap. So the wealthier teams might be in an advantage because by, by their share resources, they can use those resources uh, to, to enhance their, uh, their uh, uh, ability to win. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, well, let me move on then. Thank you. Thank you for that, uh, Larry. All right, let's go to a little more baseball stuff since we love to talk about baseball. A couple of, uh, you know, some of the uh, free agents are starting to, to sign, but not the really the big names. Like the Pirates signed Carlos Santana, not the, not the guitar player, the baseball <laughs> player. Uh, the Mets lost their lefty relief pitcher, Jolie Rodriguez, if you followed the Mets last year. He went yeah. to the Red Sox. 
for a measly two million dollars. Let's can't afford two million dollars to have him come back. We need those lefties. We talked about Jose Abreu. Yeah, yeah going, went to the going Astros. to the Astros. He's going to be thirty six years old. And their other the Yuli Gurriel. How old was he? Wasn't he around thirty six too? I think he was thirty eight. I think he was old. Thirty eight. Right. Think he was old. But uh, there's a good uh, filler in her or part-time uh, uh The Brewers traded Hunter Renfro <laughs> to the Angels for three young players. That was a trade. That, that guy seems uh, to get traded every year. What's that? Hunter Renfro, yeah. He seems to get traded every year. He in for a year, and, and they, don't, they don't like him. The Padres uh, uh, signed um, uh, Mike Clevenger. He was a up-and-coming pitcher years ago with the Indians, and then he got hurt. Who, who's, who signed Mike him? The, the White Sox. Oh, White Sox. He related to Tex Clevenger, Mark. I thought oh, yeah. he was, but he's not. No. Oh. Uh, what else did I see here? So uh, the Phillies uh, re-signed or extended their president, Dave Dombrowski, for three more years. After all, they went to the World Series. So that's that's a no-brainer. Teams interested. Carlos Correa has eight teams interested in him. <laughs> Does he go with the best money? Does he go with the best team? I don't know where is he going to go. Cody Bellinger, you take a flyer on him. Eleven teams are, are talking to him. Uh, wow. The Cubs are interested in Mike, Michael Conforto. The Cubs are also interested in Christian Vasquez as a catcher. Carlos Rondon, the Mets are hot on yep. his trail, but also uh, the Yankees, the Rangers, the, the Dodgers. Who knows where these people are going to go? Brandon Nimmo. Mets, Giants, Rays, Blue Jays. Like a who's who. Um, I, I think that uh, next week there's a um, general winter, manager's meeting. Winter, yeah, the winter meetings. The winter meetings are next week. So they think a lot of people, some of the dominoes are going to fall next week. Uh, Gerald? My little Met rant. I can't stand the fact that the Mets exercised the option to bring back Vogelback mm. and Ruff is still mm. on the contract That's and uh, he's not making a lot of money, but he will be a Met. So as of uh, spring, opening of spring training, Vogelback and Ruff on New York Mets. Please. I don't think Ruff is going to stay. Yeah. I hope they're both gone. And where's Dominic Smith? Let him go. Okay. Let him go for good. I think. Larry. It's also been reported that the two turners on the Dodgers are no longer going to be with them. One of the one of the uh, questions is whether a Trey Turner will go to the Phillies. Yeah, that's the big move. That's the hot topic right now. That's the big move. Because yeah, his wife is from New Jersey and kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Phil's Bryce Harper underwent the Tommy John surgery. Oh, wow. He should be ready by... All-star break. <coughs> Rare you hear a uh, physician player getting a Tommy John uh, surgery. Um, Miguel Cabrera says, I'm going to play one more year. He has no reason to play one more year. Yeah, yeah he, he does. He's got, he's got one more year in his contract. He wants the money. He wants the money. Amazing yeah. that. He got his 500 home runs. He has his 3,000 hits. He'll just creep up the... Um, the list there uh, this 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 year coming up. Did he bat three hundred, Mark? Said again. He had a very high. I think he's got yeah. Yeah. Well over three hundred. 
He'll be your first ballot uh, Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Then there was a story that this this girl, Olivia Pachado from Queens, a freshman at Brown University, smart, made the roster of their school's baseball team. Yes, I heard that. So it's the first woman ever on a Division I, mean, I baseball team. She's an infielder, outfielder, and a pitcher. I guess play wherever they want to play. She played. Pretty cool. Olivia Pachado. Okay, then there was a story this week uh, before Don Mattingly made his decision to go become the, uh, the bench coach for the Blue Jays. I had to look up who the manager was. Do you know who the manager of the Blue Jays is? John Schneider. John Schneider. <laughs> he told you that. I know that. So I said, who's John Schneider? He's in the Dukes of Hazzard. Replace, replace Carlos Montoya, who got fired. But what's, what's his baseball background? It's not Brian Schneider. No, he was catcher. I don't know. Oh, Mattingly was in consideration with Jeter to go on the, uh, the, the TV booth. So what's going on? Someone's talking. Who's that? Who's talking back there? Okay. And the Mets hired uh, Eric Chavez as their as their bench coach, replacing Glenn Sherlock, uh, last year's uh, hitting coach, and Jeremy Bonds. I don't know what his name to uh, fame is. He's going to be their hitting coach. They said they kept, said they did that because Bonds was getting offers from other teams. And they wanted to keep. And isn't Sherlock going to be their catching coach or something? Yeah, else? they kept him on. They kept him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so they they came. Okay, Gerald, interrupt me again. So Miguel Cabrera in twenty years has a three oh eight lifetime batting average. So unless he bats one hundred and six hundred times at bat, <laughs> he's definitely going to hit over three hundred lifetimes. Oh, okay. mm. I think I think Mickey messed up his last year, right? Because Mickey yeah. dropped yeah. below three hundred. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. last year. Anyway, yeah. they they came out with the, um, of course, you heard the, the Hall of Fame ballots uh, for twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty, they had the ones to be coming in years to, like twenty twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six, and and looking at twenty twenty four is Adrian Beltre. Is a sure Hall of Famer. Yep. Yes. Would you put Joe Maurer in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. He was pretty um, good. Yeah. Yep. Catcher. Catcher. Yeah. Uh, David son. Wright is up there. He's not a Hall of Fame. Nope. Chase Hutley, not a Hall of Bartola no. Cologne. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I went for maybe. It. Adrian Rod Gonz- Adrian uh, Gonz- um, Gonzalez. Oh, no. Uh, 2025. CC Sabathia. You putting him in? Could be. Not in the first ballot. I don't know. People think yeah. Ichiro's up there. He's a first ballot. Yeah, the other first ones ballot. don't do anything for me. Felix Hernandez, no way. I don't think. No, nothing. Dustin Pedroia, no way. No way. Yeah, that's my son about all these guys. How we 2026, the guys coming in, there's like no names. Cole Hamels, Ryan, Brian Braun, Alex Gordon, Shin Su Chu, Edwin Incarcion. Hunter Pence. Very quiet year. Very quiet year. But that's that's what's coming down the down the road. I hope we're still alive by then. Okay. God willing, as they say. We don't mark a couple of things. Oh, 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 There's a news that broke. Hold on. Fred, tell us about what happened. 
Apparently, Gaylord Perry passed away today. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Right. Yeah, I didn't hear about true. that at all. I just saw it before it oh, came yeah. on. Maybe and, we'll talk uh, about him next week because nobody, nobody right. has any stuff on him. And also, yesterday they resolved the case between not the, they they mentioned the uh, case of uh, Jim Brewer and Billy Martin, and it was like the anniversary of when that was resolved. Billy Martin, I was getting involved in something, Joe. Yeah, just one question. I mean, Trey Turner is an interesting, uh, interesting thing. I mean, if the Phillies get him, they're going to be very, uh, they're going to be very potent. Oh yeah. Thing. yeah. And the other thing was that also the Mets and the Yankees. What do you think about the Yankees going after Turner, Michael? I'd love it. I'd like a really good you one know, out in that position. Sure. Right. The Mets, the Mets would put him. The Mets would put him at second base. I don't know if he wants to play there, but the Yankees could put him in short. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Then what? Yeah. Then the Yankees put him in short. Then then you've been playing around with these kids for like yeah, two know, three years. That, doing, but, you know, you're my you future, know, my is, future, uh, and then that the straight turners there for, for ten years. No, well, yeah, but turn yeah, turn is turn is a turn is a good ball player. I don't think he's a great ball player. Well, the Yankees do play Donaldson no. for a year, and, and then they move one of the kids over for, Then they could trade Glaber for a great pitcher, maybe for Rondon or something like that. Well, I don't want the Phillies to get him. They look like they're going no. they're going to. <laughs> Meanwhile, last year the Phillies yeah. were nothing, and they end up in the World Series. They were nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They got hot at the right they time. They got hot at yep. the end, the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Changed yeah. managers. Yeah. They're yeah. going to have a pretty good lineup if they put Turner in. Which means a little bit. A little bit. For them. Okay. Football. <laughs> football. Did you guys uh, uh, watch the football games on Thanksgiving? Se Thanksgiving seems like so yeah. long ago. I watched some. Um, What's the Giants? The Giant what game? The Giants. What do you guys That's think? Terrible. I know, Fred. I was a believer in you, but now yeah, I, I still, don't know. I still think they're going to make. <laughs> I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I still got getting Giants. harder and harder. They're starting to get some of the injured guys but back. It's back, yeah, that guy Bellinger. He's coming back, Bellinger. Yeah, Evan yeah. Neal. Yeah, high on him. They got, My they got, eyes hurt. I mean, they got a tough. They got a tough schedule, but yeah, that's the thing. So you guys always watch Detroit on Thanksgiving, right? Detroit has always been playing on Thanksgiving yep. since 1934. Always except used to for play a couple of years during the war, they didn't play. They always figure out how to lose. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo just squeezed by. Detroit would have come out with a win. Would have been great for the Jets. So after all these years, <laughs> used to be only one game. Then they went to two games when the Cowboys decided yeah. to play every every Thanksgiving. Now they have three games. Yeah. Right. Out of all the combinations, there's only one team that has never played on Thanksgiving. I'm going to guess. That's a good trivia. I'm going to guess Jacksonville. Seattle. Jacksonville. Jacksonville is correct. Jacksonville Whoa. is the only team really? that has never played. <laughs> how, how many times has Detroit won the Thanksgiving Day? Did I get a record here? Many. I remember don't have when, their record. Remember when, remember when Detroit only used to play the Packers on Thanksgiving? Right. And they forget what right. I think, <laughs> yeah, they had a question. I didn't write it down. But they had a question, which team has the most wins on Thanksgiving? Cowboys. So I, Cowboys. I thought the Cowboys, even though, remember, since 1934, the Lions have been playing, but we know the Lions as a, they're like losers, right? Right. But yeah. you remember in the, I think in the forties and the fifties they they won some. Oh yeah, they were good. They, they had, had that Bobby team. Lane as a quarterback. 
Tobin Rope. And the answer is yes. The Lions Dick have Knight the, most, the Lions have <laughs> the most wins on Thanksgiving. I don't what have the numbers. But I thought I thought I said the Cowboys played the most, you guys, most games. You, you guys remember before there was used to be on Saturday on Thursday mornings high the high school football game of the week on Thanksgiving. That's right. That's right. I forget. That's right. I know when I was in high school, we used to always play a Thanksgiving game: Erasmus versus Midwood. <laughs> Marty Glickman. Oh, really? Right. Marty Glickman. Marty Glickman. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. So during the week, during the game, we talked about the Jet game. Any any high anybody want to talk about any highlighted games you saw? Red Zone really screwed up the New York audience. Did you you got anybody watch Red Zone at the end there at seven thirty? It was that no. when they, it was that when they were saying we got to leave now, but go go to Channel Two, but the game wasn't on Channel Two. Right, right. So they, they screwed the a lot yard. of people up. They so said we have the to leave. They running. say if you're from Europe, you could stay with us. Yeah. <laughs> That's how <laughs> yeah. far that channel goes. And and Channel Two had uh, the sixty minutes that already started. So we never we never saw the eighty six yard run by the guy. We never saw goal. that. Right, right, right. Amazing. Well, they showed the replay That's later. It. They showed oh, the, replay. Yeah. the replay yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you pay for that, Mark? What did they do? Red Zone. What does that What does that cost? If you wanted to add, that I get it for paper. free in my my package. I don't know what it's, it costs. Yeah, so do I. It's I don't the know. Great, it's the greatest thing. If you don't have yeah. that. You see every game, every you see every touchdown. Uh, if it happens, they they'll show it to you. Anytime you're in the red zone, they show all the red zone. Uh, and then if there's four games at once, they go to the quadruple box. But that's nice. not on Spectrum, is it? That's not in the Spectrum package. I have I oh, have no. Time Warner. Yeah. I have it on FiOS. So what's yeah. the best? I have a FiOS. I have FiOS. Yeah. So I Mark, this past this past weekend, what's the best touchdown? Uh, Coming up, you mean? No, on no, red zone. What was the best touchdown? Guy running 86 yards in 86, overtime. I think that was it in, oh. in overtime. For, for the he had some I game. You if you had him it. in fantasy, you you, you cleaned up. Hmm. He had the 229 rushing, uh, 86 uh, touchdown uh, run, and he also had a lot of uh, yards passing. So he big, had a fabulous game. Big game tonight. Oh, yeah. What do we got tonight? We got Buffalo, uh, New England. Buffalo, yeah, the New England. There are a lot of people who are picking New England. The game is in New England. So Michael, as a Jet fan, who are you rooting for? New England or Buffalo? Buffalo. I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo. Uh, big games this weekend. Besides this game tonight, the Jet game at the Jets are playing at Minnesota. Minnesota. The Giants, uh, Washington is coming to uh the Meadowlands. Other uh, big game, Tennessee at Philadelphia. That's a good game. I'm not sold on Philadelphia. And they keep going. 10 to 1? 10 to 1. And yeah, Deshaun Watson's back. Deshaun Watson's going to start for, for Cleveland this weekend. Hope he he hasn't there. played in 700 regular season games. Hope he should beat him. I don't know. That's all right. He'll he'll get a massage before the game and he'll be okay. <laughs> you beat me too. <laughs> Uh, Kansas City at Cincinnati. <clears throat> That's a top game. It's a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> the other games, uh, Green Bay at Chicago. They're not they're undecided if, if Rodgers is going to play. Poor Rodgers. Uh, he has a broken thumb. What a sad sack he is. Yeah, well, the team. I don't know. Oh, Miami at San Francisco. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good game to watch. But that's the football. 
They announced the uh, the semifinalists. Oh, they have some list here for the NFL. I think they picked six or eight from this list. Tell me if you think these guys are, are Hall of Famers, if you know these guys. Eric Allen, cornerback. Jared Allen, defensive end. No. Nope. Hall of Famers? Maybe Jared Allen. Willie Anderson, offensive tackle. Rondi Barber. Borderline. Is he borderline? Not Kiki Barber. No. Not Tiki Barber. Uh, Antoine Bolden. No. Henry Henry Ellard. Receiver. I guess he was with the Rams. London Fletcher. Is he a a Hall of Famer? Linebacker. That's right. Dwight Freeney. James Harrison. You don't hear too much about those uh, defensive guys. Um, Devin Hester. He was good. Yeah, I like him. As a receiver, as a kick returner, as a punt returner, as <laughs> successful. He may, he may get in. Torrey Holt. Nah. Andre Johnson. Mm-hmm. Albert, who's Albert Lewis? Does that name sound familiar? Not to me. Robert Mathis. Darrell Revis. Oh, Darrell Revis. Darrell. Darrell Revis. Revis, yeah. He's in. Fred Taylor, receiver. Steve yeah. Smith, receiver. He was good. But they Hall of Famers? Heinz Ward. They're not putting him in. If they put him in, I don't know. Demarcus Ware, linebacker. He, he can go. Ricky Waters, running back. No. Reggie Wayne. <laughs> Vince uh, Wilfolk. Wilfolk. Darren Woodson. Well, they got to come up with a list. They have to narrow that list. It's a big list. So where's uh, Odell Beckham going to go? He started his tour today. Giants. Why would he Maybe. go to the Giants? What's the purpose of going to the Giants? Do you still have faith it. in the Giants moving on? Yes. They need a pass receiver. Now, I know they need a pass receiver, but if you were Odell Beckham, when you want to go to a team that's going to possibly go in the Super Bowl, Tell me exactly what he was doing on the plane. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, the story that we read, that we all read, the plane didn't take off yet. He was sitting there with his eyes closed. They said that he was like going in and out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think he was tired and sleeping. And and the and the, and the uh, flight attendant wanted his seatbelt to be buckled. And he refused He's to not do it. Responding to her, Sarah, please, Bob, please. So, Mark, that. Mark, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So she, 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 of course, probably was a young, uh, new flight attendant. She made a big deal about it. Everyone on the she? plane had to get off. Yeah, yeah it was stupid. People had to get off. They thought it was a situation. They called the cops, and the cops said, "Can you come off the plane?" He got off the plane. Took them off. Took them all off. She called it a medical issue. She said it's a five. I think they were going from Florida to California. Here's my question. Yeah. How come how come a flight attendant a flight attendant cannot gently attach his seatbelt on him and and save him? Can't touch him. And can't, and, can't and touch. yet and yet if you're going through TSA, if they have the slightest suspicion suspicion. They could touch you all over the place, including in the groin area. Yeah, so, 
That's the question. You're just touchable. Well, you think she, do you think she knew it was uh, Odell Beckham Jr.? Doesn't sure. matter. She could have gently. I'm guessing was, not. Right. She could have gently attached his seatbelt. We weren't there. We don't know the whole story. I'm just cool. reporting what we read. Maybe, maybe the seatbelt was under him. I don't know. He don't wasn't. He wasn't assumption. arrested. He wasn't fined. Uh, and they, he went on another plane and left. But it, it made made the news. Everyone says he's he's a trouble person. I mm. think I personally think he's going to go to a, a winning. A, well, the Giants are a winning team, but I mean, They're a, talking about a, Cowboys, a legitimate Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys are favorite. Yeah, yeah. Last year he went to the Rams. He knew where to go. Mm. Yeah. yeah, And there was a an arrest an arrest warrant today for Antonio Brown. You guys hear about this again? Yeah, again, Antonio. This to mean a battery. I, I don't know what he did. I, it just broke as I was going here. <laughs> Now he's he's a he what he did last year took his shirt off when it came out of the game and then the coach told him to get the hell out of here. Remember yeah. that last year? Yep. Yeah, that was fun. His shirt yeah. Off. So, yeah. It was a riot. He's a, a head case. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't talk. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe he's he like uh, zooms into our show. So I don't know, Mark, what a nice I'm guy, kidding. Antonio Brown. What a nice guy. Wish he come I on. I took again. my shirt off after winning a tennis match <laughs> one summer <laughs> hot day. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Anybody have any more uh, pro football stories? Anybody? Okay. In college, uh, this this weekend will determine who the top four college teams are. Right now, Georgia, um, is Michigan is number two, TCU is number three, and USC is number four. As did you guys watch the Ohio State Michigan game last Saturday? Yes. Yes. Michigan yes. took care of business. They're eleven one. Georgia's the only undefeated team. Uh, no, Michigan's undefeated. Michigan's also. also Michigan's twelve and zero. You're right. So is TCU. And TCU. So poo 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 on me. <laughs> but Georgia <laughs> went back and back to back undefeated seasons. Okay, and we'll see what happens. Who goes to the playoffs? So seven Michigan. We told this story uh, a few weeks ago with Michigan State uh, players uh, beat up Michigan players. Seven Michigan State players were charged in a post-game melee in the tunnel at Michigan Stadium when Michigan State, of course, lost the game to Michigan. Uh, the most serious charge was against uh, the cornerback, Harry Crump, who faces felony and uh, felonious assault. Six others were charged with misdemeanors, aggravated assault, and battery. The Big Ten fined the school, Michigan State, $100,000, and they suspended this guy Crump for the first eight games for next season. So I guess he's not graduating. <laughs> but maybe he is graduating, and maybe we're leaving you back. <laughs> they don't do it in college. <laughs> SP class. What's that? He's in the SP class. The SP class. Yeah. <laughs> and right. of course, in addition, uh, they also reprimanded Big, Big Ten reprimanded Michigan. For not providing adequate protection for both teams. I don't know. And uh, it looks like they're going to go to a 12-team playoff in a couple of years. As that was approved, I believe, yesterday or today. So they'll go from four to 12 teams. And it'll just make the football season be longer. I don't know what, how they're going to do this. We'll make the bowl games with these teams. Whole nother system. 
Okay. Oh, do you hear this one? Because we've talked about uh, Deion Sanders as the head coach of Jackson State University and his ordeal. He's been very successful there. I think this year they're undefeated. I'm sure they'll go to a bowl game. Um, and they had to amputate his toes. We've talked about that before. You guys remember that? Yes. Well, you know, yes. nothing as we talk. But anyway, he was he was uh, he's been nominated to coach Colorado and offered the job. Oh, wow. So uh, which is a big time school to go from a, uh, a Jackson State program, which is one of those schools. Uh, what's the correct term? Predominantly H Negro. What's the term? Uh, H what's the term? Uh, Fred, you know, right? Yeah. Predominantly back. It's something H HBSC or something. Nothing better. Uh, oh, they're black. They're black schools. Yeah, <laughs> you know my my wife used to tutor them, University of Colorado the, foot, the football teams. So there's a chance he may go there uh, cool. with only eight toes. Wow. <laughs> and there were a couple other uh, uh, hirings, but that's all I had. Um, mm -hmm. Basketball we talked about. What's this in in season tourney that the paper it broke today? When you guys read that story that they, they're thinking uh, about it in the season tournament. Anybody well, read well, it today or know information? Why should they do that? They can't get yeah. the, the superstars to play in the regular game. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Okay. We'll know more about that uh, next week. Um, so, any more basketball news, guys? Just that. One of the best plays in the league is going to be out for several weeks. Carl Anthony Towns did something that was calf, and it'll be several weeks before he's back. Lakers are starting to play a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. So maybe they can make some noise in the West. Yeah, yeah. 7 and 12. 7 and 12. 8, eight and 12. I think they won last night. Yeah, they won last night. It's 8 and 12. Okay. And what's Golden State now? 11 and 11. Okay. A long season. A long season, right? There's a lot of teams in the in the middle like that. Eight and ten and eleven, eleven and eleven. You know, mediocrity. And if you guys watch the uh, college basketball, Houston is rated number one right now. It's the first time yeah. since 1983. <coughs> Elijah and Clyde Drexler. Five slammer jammer. Yeah. I was just didn't see that. that. Was the last time <coughs> Houston was ranked number one. Who's their coach? Guy ben? wasn't it? Guy. Guy Lewis. Guy Lewis. Guy's Lewis, name comes right. up again. Yeah, here's a good one. Um, it's interesting. North Carolina was number one for the first few weeks of the season. They lost two games last week. Right. Three. And they bounced three. They lost the third game? Last yes. night. Two. Yeah, they lost Indiana last night. So, And they bounced them to number 18. They went from one to 18. Three in a row. Yeah, well, it was two in a row when they bounced them. Then I saw oh, a team. Okay. They lost Iowa State. Somebody, I forget who else. And then last night they lost Indiana. Wow. Okay. And then the national, the national champs, runner-ups. They lost to Kansas in the championship. Kansas. Okay. Who's Texas, playing? Kansas. Here's, playing here's, well, here's a trivia question, Fred or anybody else. Texas beat a Texas RGV. Oh, Rio Grande Valley. <laughs> 
Of course. Anybody oh, over here with that besides him? Oh, I never, I, I looked at that. I go, what the hell is this RGV? I had to look it up on the internet. RGV. You know, Fred, yeah. you, ought to, you ought to set up a company. Yeah. Fred RGV. Uh, and, and you and Syracuse lost to Bryant. Yeah, happens. God, uh, yeah. Oh, Alabama was the other team that beat. beat. No, there was a yeah. yeah, that was a four four, four overtimes. Yeah, you know, for so that. Yeah, oh, a death in basketball. If you want to call it a, a basketball person, John Y. Brown Jr. Kentucky Fried Chicken guy. Kentucky Fried Chicken guy, former governor, former husband of. Remember Phyllis George? He's owner of the ABA Kentucky Colonels. Half owner of the Buffalo Braves before they moved to San Diego. Uh, first, he wanted to move the Buffalo Braves to Louisville, yeah. but was blocked in court. And he was also a part owner of the Boston Celtics. 88 years old. Any hockey news, boys? Well, start off with, you want to start off with the Rangers, who, after an also somewhat decent West Coast trip where they won two games, lost one, lost another one in overtime, came home and had an abomination of a game on Saturday, leading yeah. Edmonds 3 nothing after two periods. Scored, Edmonds scored four goals in the third period. I didn't see the game, but couldn't have been it, good. It was horrible. I was there. Oh, yeah. so. oh. you know, it, it's funny. I didn't know they had lost. And my son was at the game, covered it. And I came home. I said, well, I heard the goal in the radio when they made it 3-2. I said, the Rangers, the Rangers hold on to win. He says, oh, you, oh, you don't know? I said, no. He says, they, they, they lost 4-3. When, when they were up 3 nothing, and Edmonton yeah. scored, I think, with like four minutes into the third period. Right. I turned to my daughter and I says, you know what, this isn't good because Edmonton, you know, with, with McDavid and Dreisaitl, they they could score goals in a hurry. And sure enough, Shesterkin wasn't on his game that night yeah. either. You know my and, problem? Yeah. Yeah. Mark? Yeah. Yeah, my problem was I was looking for the entire week. I was looking forward to watching the Rangers against the Kings. And I was telling my my daughter and my grandchildren, listen, leave the TV alone. I want to watch the hockey game. Because uh, I have to literally literally have to commandeer the good TV for my grandchildren usually. So uh, they let me watch. And right off the bat, it was 2 nothing Kings. Then I had to hell with this. And I shut the game off. Yeah, yeah, that was the game they actually came back on. Oh, my God. I before, they had a, before they had a bad loss the next night, it was they lost to Anaheim. And that was Anaheim's first regulation First win in regulation, they beat the Rangers out there, and then, and then Monday night they jumped out to a two nothing lead on the Devils. Were you at that game, Ron? No, that game I didn't go to. Uh, yeah, Devils. that was horrible. But well, on the positive note, last night in Ottawa, yeah. Halak got his first win as a yeah, was... as the backup. And well, I'll be there tomorrow night at the Garden. Yeah, they're playing Ottawa again tomorrow. Yeah, night. they play Ottawa again. So, uh, but yeah, it's. Yeah, and then they play um, Chicago Saturday night. Saturday so, night, yeah. Any of you guys want to talk about uh, Salming, who died? Borea? Borea, how do you say it? Borea? Borea, Borea Salming. Yeah. Whatever his first name is. He was Salming. good, all right. He, he 71. Was 
We talked about him a few weeks ago that he came, you know, they, they honored him in, in Toronto. And yeah, then, yeah, yes, he knew he was going to be dying and he died. He had AOS. He was on the four you guys want to talk a little bit about him? Do you remember him? The, sure, I remember the forefront of the Swedish players coming to, uh, to play in the NHL. And when he came, the, the, the reputation of Swedes that they were all quote unquote soft. They wouldn't be able to play. And he, he was the, the forerunner to a lot of guys who played in who yeah. played in the, in the NHL. They call him a trailblazer. Really great, great defenseman for the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. Another, 16 years. Another medical note, guy on the Penguins, Chris Letang, had a stroke. Oh, he had, wow. He's on the Penguins now. He had apparently had a stroke in 2014, just had a yeah. second one this week. Yeah. You never know. You never know. He had Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, Salmon, yeah. 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 71 years old. Great, great, great defenseman. And he was. Yeah. You don't hear too much about defensemen, except that if they really super like. Who a great one? Bobby Orr, Brad Park, Brian Leach. Robinson. Leach. Leach. Well, now you, well, now you have uh, Fox and McCarr, who are yeah. great defensemen. Right. Yeah. yeah. But go, going back to the Rangers, you know, they have, you have to be a little concerned. I mean, because, you know, looking at this year over last year, you have the Devils and the Islanders who were not really good last year, so suddenly one and two in the division. And, I mean, the Rangers are only four points behind the Islanders, and they can, you know, they need to start picking it up and, and playing, more, yeah. you know, more consistent, you know, stacking up wins and not blowing games like they did the other night. Yeah, true. It would be a tough, you know. Yeah. And there was the hockey story with the um, with Rod Gilbert and his estate. Did you oh guys hear about yeah. this one? Yeah. When he died in August of 21, so it was over a year ago, Four. 80 years old, he had cancer. His daughter, Chantel Pine, 47, and son, Justin, um, charging the stepmother, Judith Gilbert, 76, changing Rod's will. Oh, and he God. was disabled, leaving them with nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. Priceless memorabilia and money. The children uh, want the 40-inch square silk TV. screen of Rod done by Andy Warhol. Oh, <laughs> they painting. want that. Uh, the court charge that the court charge that she is unfit as an executor and she's dishonest. <laughs> Amazing what people do when people die. You know that. Terrible. And my grandchildren are friendly with those kids. Really? Mistaken. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Forty-seven. I don't know what the, the son is. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. World Cup soccer. What are we up to now? They're up to the, the, the <coughs> Sweet Sixteen. They don't call it. They're up to Sixteen. Few games left. There's still more games left before they get the final yeah. number. Right. All right. Why don't you talk about it, there? Uh, well, today was a uh, really exciting matches today because um, basically Japan is a big surprise. They knocked off Germany and today they knocked off Spain. And the fourth, the fourth team in that group was Costa Rica. And uh, Germany had to win today to have a chance to make it in because they didn't have any wins or ties. So what happened was Germany beat Costa Rica 4-2, to two, so they won. They did their job along those lines. 
Japan beat uh, Spain two to one. But even though Spain only won one game, they had scored in the first game of their series seven goals against Costa Rica. So Spain came in second place in their group behind Japan just based on goal differential. In other words, they had the same number of, uh, of wins, you could say, as Germany, but they scored more goals. So therefore, they make it to the Sweet 16. It's quite interesting. So now, uh, two teams that I follow closely, of course, the U.S. playing Saturday morning uh, and uh, against the Netherlands. That's going to be a tough game. And Argentina is going to play in the afternoon on Saturday against um, Australia, which is also another surprise team. There's a lot of surprises in this uh, World Cup. Um, the Saudi Arabia team that beat Argentina in the opening match 2-1, to one, the king of Saudi Arabia gave every single one of their ball players a Rolls Royce. <laughs> wow! That's crazy. <laughs> because <laughs> the biggest upset ever to have wow. Saudi Arabia beat Argentina 2-1. to one. But um, Argentina played good. They, they, they got in. They, they, they're top in their group uh, as a result of their two wins. So we, we're headed. I, I think for all the games, I saw many games. But again, um, the best team that I see out there is Brazil. They play a game. They call it, they call it the beautiful game, what Brazil plays. It's absolutely incredible. They're like a machine out there. Even though the second game that they, they play, the third game, I think, tomorrow, they won the first two games, they're automatically in. But uh, in the second game, they actually was, the, the reports are that they didn't play that good, but they won anyway, you know. But a uh, lot of surprises. Uh, Mexico was a bit of a disappointment also. But they could have made it the other day if Argentina would have scored more goals. But uh, Argentina played against Poland. They beat them 2 nothing. And if Mexico, if Argentina would have won 3 nothing, then Poland would have been out and Mexico would have been in. It really goes to goal differentials came into a lot of play in a lot of uh, uh, the, these groups. It's absolutely uh, amazing. It's good to see certain countries that you don't expect, you know, like Japan, <laughs> division, and, and, and moving on. It's just a huge surprise. They, they knocked off... Uh, Two two uh, powerhouses historically in the world, Germany and Spain. Amazing. And what about uh, Poland, there, Ron? Yeah, Poland. I know. Oh. I was just going to ask Dan if he saw the game yesterday with the Polish uh, goal uh, goalkeeper. Right. He stopped Messi on the penalty kick. <laughs> right. And right. he, I think he had 11, 11 saves. Yeah, yeah, a lot of saves. Poland played terrible. They didn't yeah, which at all. They were horrible. They deserved But yeah, they only well, they only lost what two nothing? Two nothing. But then but, interesting thing was when when Spain was winning two two nothing, and in the moment that Spain gave up a goal, so that now it was two to one, that one goal by Saudi Arabia against Spain against uh who were playing? They were playing Mexico against Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Against Mexico, that automatically was because the end of the game qualified Poland to, to move on. So they were celebrating on the field, not because of their performance, but because of the performance of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but, I uh, guess it's called backing in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the big guy Lewandowski didn't do anything. 
You know, it was nowhere what to be seen. What time the game is on Saturday against the Netherlands? 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, our time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and the Argentina game is at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. All right, thanks for that report there. No, we need okay. someone yeah. who's up on the soccer because I... No, I mean, the, 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 I'm amazing, into it. the amazing thing is that Spain scored seven goals against Costa Rica in the first game. And because of that number of goals, they moved on. Who's your pick right now? Brazil? I think Brazil, uh, you know, it's... it's, it's in Argentina. Europe, I no idea. In, in England could be very good. England? Okay. You know. well, Ron? Yeah, before we leave soccer, somebody put this up on Facebook. How There are five steps how to fix soccer. The field is too big. Shrink it. Too many players on the field. Limit to three forwards, two defenders, and a goalie. Three. Players should get to, to come in and out whenever they want. Don't stop the game. Shrink, shrink the goal. And finally, number five, ice everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. Make it hockey. Yeah. Make it hockey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Why you, you know, were describing it? I was thinking soccer. Didn't they have indoor yeah. soccer? You know, they yeah, had yeah, soccer, very it? big. Major right. indoor soccer league, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Right, I remember that. South America was I, I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> but the thing is, on a serious the goal. Movie, the, the United States tried, when they first started professional leagues in, in North America, to um, establish sort of like in hockey. They had the 35-yard line on both sides of the field to establish what the offside situation should be, thereby creating more goals. But the International Federation of Soccer, the FIFA, just didn't accept that idea. Um, you know, a lot of goals were disqualified in this World Cup because of offsides. You know, and some penalty shots were awarded that shouldn't have been awarded in the first place. You like that offsides rule? The offside rule has to be there, of course. Why? Yes. Of course. Otherwise, otherwise you, you, you could have one of your players just stand by the opposite, opposition so put goal. Somebody, put somebody on them. You know, until in well, basketball, you can stand under you could stand under the net and wait for a long pass. Three second uh, rule. Yeah. That's that. That's a, would you say that uh, in in uh, in football, right? No, should should a should a a defensive guy cannot you know should an offensive a, a receiver in football. You know the thing is, he has to be able to go beyond, behind the um, the defense, the defense, in order to catch a ball. You know, in, it's the opposite situation. I can't I don't see any soccer. parallel at all. See, that's you know? the only rule I don't like because you're hurting the offensive player for being too fast. If so, if he's faster than the defensive player going behind him, right. whose fault is that? Yeah, but all it's it's. What comes into play also is that the defensive players, if they're smart enough, they'll move into such a position to play, make the put the offensive player offside. And well, that's the play that goes on. Well, then the really what they should do is put the line in like they have for hockey. Well, it's that's what they simple. tried to do with the 35-yard line. Well, really. that, you know. It went over like a lead balloon. You know, they wanted to, the purpose behind it was to, to increase scoring. Didn't that's work. Right. You know, so, but uh, it is what it is along those yeah. lines.
The only big rule that they changed this year is that they used to allow only um, three substitutes in a game. And now this time, the World Cup, they're allowing five substitutes a game for the team. That makes a huge difference. Gerald. We were going to talk about the ghost runner. Oh, you want to talk about that real quick? Well, you want to do we'll it next to, week? We'll do that. Yeah. And then we'll go to tri trivia questions. The time is really moving along here. We go do quickly it next on week. that. You want to do it next no, week? Go on that. I'm sorry. I didn't write it down. Do it quick. You heard something this week. Very, very quickly. I read an article wherein uh, the uh, commissioner of baseball is seriously considering bringing back the ghost runner rule, which I, which I hate. Uh, you're getting a uh, player at second base that you didn't earn. I, I know the whole idea is to try to uh, cut down on the on the uh, time of the uh, of the games. Uh, I'm a traditionalist. I think it's a crazy rule, and I think I think it should be uh, uh, it, it should not be a part of baseball. But you said the players like it. The players liked it last year. The play this year, the players asked for it, and the owners acquiesced. But the, but next year I think the owners want it. Oh no! Skip it, skip it. I, I can't hear you, Freddie. You must be. You, you know who else? Uh, you, you know who else likes it? The media likes it. They don't. They don't have to. They don't have to sit there and write write game stories for eighteen inning right, games. Right, right, right. How about <laughs> this idea? How about this idea? Retain your runners left on base, inning to inning. Interesting. How about going back to ties? Give everybody a tie. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, hockey. Two, two yeah. points for a win, go. one point for a tie. There yeah. you go. It's over. Yeah, Make right. Game. All right. Thank you for that. We'll see what, how that materializes. I think we'll do trivia, and uh, we're about 10 minutes or so. So who's got some good questions to stump us this week? Michael and Gerald. Okay, we'll go with Milton. 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 From this century. M Milton. Um, All right. How many players can you name that won the MV, the triple crown, but not the MVP? Oh, wow. Oh, I'm going to give you one statistic. Imagio, twice. Wait, no, wait. Who hit, one, one of them hit 363, 49 homers, and 165 runs batted in, but Joe did Torrey. not get the MVP. Joe, Joe Torrey. No. no. The, year was, the year was 1934. <laughs> Lou, Gehrig. Lou, Gehrig, Lou Gehrig, but Mickey Cochran won the MVP because the Yankees finished second. And without Mickey Cochran as the catcher, Detroit would not have won the pennant. They didn't go strictly by statistics. It was who was the most valuable player to the to a team. Who was, I, I, wonder, think, I wonder who was voting in those days. I don't know, but I think Ted Williams, the same thing happened to him in 1942, but I don't know the statistics. Okay. okay. Tough one. Fred? Hey, what three players in, it, in the NBA have had 50 triple doubles in their career before the age of 25? Westbrook? No. Yeah. No, no, LeBron James. No, Oscar. No, one is Oscar. Yes, Oscar Robertson. One Oscar. is still one is still active. Oh, Durant. Nope. 
Curry? No. Wow. And one is, and one is, and the other one, the other one is a Hall of Famer, has won Jerry, championships. Jerry West. No, but you're on the right team. Baylor. Baylor. No. Baylor. Will Magic. Chamberlain. Magic. Magic. Yeah. Magic. Uh, and there's one guy who's still active. Who's that? We don't know. Luka Doncic. Never oh, wow. Never Forgotten guy. No, he's not. He's a great player. He's a great player. I know, but like he's a forgotten guy. He's the uh, playing the in the wrong place. Playing in the wrong place. The heir to Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, yeah. All right, Michael. Okay. Who's the only star of the Yankees who walked away from the team as a free agent in his prime? Andy Pettit. No. Reggie Jackson. Robinson, Robinson Cano. Jackson. Who said that? Robinson oh, Cano. Reggie Jackson. No. <laughs> Robinson Cano. Yeah, ruined this. Oh, ruined this yeah. All right, uh, and Gerald. Name the play. Name the MLB player who had the most <clears throat> total hits uh, for the years 1950 to 1959. Louis Aparicio. No. I didn't have hits. Richie Ashburn. Yes. Good, good, good guess. 1875. Good. Very good. Yes. Good. Wow. Who else? All right. Uh, same guys. All right, Fred. Hey, what? Who holds the Nick record for most games with the following? 10 points, 10, at least 10 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists in a game. Richie Garen. No. <laughs> If you read the New York Post, you, you would you would, Clyde. you would know it. Who? Clyde Frazier. Correct. 84. Frazier. Julius Randle was second with 57. Wow. wow. Okay, I got one. Who was the only pitcher to be on the roster for three different World Series teams in three decades? Mm. Three teams, three mm. different World Series teams. Doesn't say if they won the world. So, no, they didn't Lemons. win the world series. Early win? Early Clemens. win. Early win. It's not Clemens and it's not early win, but you're close with early win. Which I think he was a teammate of early win. Not Bob Lemon. With, with the White Sox in 59. Billy Pierce? No. Billy Pierce is right. Really? Oh, I didn't realize he pitched so far. He pitched in the yeah. 40s. Did he? 1945 oh. Tigers, 62 Giants. I didn't forgot he was on the Giants. I remember that. Remember on the Giants? <laughs> Who was on the 40s? The 40s were the Tigers. Wow. 1945, the guy he, played. Yeah, Tigers and Cubs. You know, I never realized that. Me neither. The only ring <laughs> was with the Tigers as a rookie, but he did not pitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Joe. Name the two MLB players who had the highest and next to highest batting averages for the period 1950 to 1959. Minimum plate appearances, 1,506. Ted Williams? Ted Williams, 356. Oh. And who was the other? Richie Ashburn. No. <laughs> Very good, Mike. All right, I'll tell you, the other one was Stan Musial at 330. I should have won that. Good one, Jerry. So here's one. The last Yankee, I'm assuming this answer is right. 
the last Yankee to wear number three after Ruth and the last to wear number seven before Mickey. Not me. War three after Ruth. I got to shut this up. Hold on, guys. My fans are calling me. And war number seven before making the answer is Cliff Mapes. M-A-P-E-S. Does that sound familiar? Yes. Yeah, outfielder in the 1950 World Series for the Yankees. I yeah. know because you're a lot he older. Played, he played a number of years after that, too. Yeah, before those numbers. <clears throat> All right, Joe. Name the MLB player who had the most RBIs for the period 1950 to 1959. The most RBIs. Luke Snyder. Edwin Donald Duke Snyder, very good, Michael. Very good. A few more questions, boys. A few more, and we got to go. All right, Michael. Okay. Uh, who missed 5,317 free throws during his NBA career? Will <laughs> Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Chamberlain, yeah. Will Chamberlain. He had a reputation for not being a Shaquille O'Neal. Who said that? Shaquille O'Neal's the answer. Ah! Very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Let's leave it on that, guys. Guys, we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. Okay, have a great week and you watch too, all the games, all the sports you can, absorb as much as possible, and you bring it to us next week. All right. Absolutely. Now, you two guys who are not with our our group during the uh, the rest of the week, Michael and Gerald, just want to tell you that on if you, if you want to join us on on December thirteenth, it's a Tuesday oh, yeah. evening. Right. Uh, where the Broward Men's Club is sponsoring will be on Zoom, a trivia contest. Are we doing that at seven o'clock? Seven o'clock on the thirteenth. And if you're interested, uh, the Zoom link will always be in those updates that you okay. That I send you. Just gotta scroll to the thirteenth, and you can join us and have fun. The last question. It'll be great, Mark. Okay, I'll be the yeah. MC and. Uh, we have to like mute Fred because Fred always gets them right. No, Fred, Fred, Fred's number one. Fred, Fred's coming. I'm not coming. You know I what, though? I only won once because my wife knew how to spell Sagittarius. Fred, it's starting at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? Everybody else is going to start 7 o'clock. Oh, okay. All right. Guys, have a great week. Thanks for joining us this week. Have a good week. All right. See you in school. Good night. Bye, guys. Good night, everybody. Good night, Good night, Good night everyone. All right.